it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. From the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Souchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. Nobody told me. <laughs> well, stuff happens out there. Stuff keeps happening, baby. I didn't know if why. the world keeps going around. Rook was, you know, uh, telling us about his... Success over the weekend with the sink. I didn't really know if you wanted. Well, you to you scored a Jaguar automobile from a uh, from a coworker here yes, in the building. Right, she I'll be uh, damn. She sent out a flyer, but uh, I never saw that either. I already saw her uh, downstairs and said, "You sure changed yourself at least five hundred. I would have went. I would outbid him for right. it. Guess what? Pat, it's for sale. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. You no, can I'm still kidding. get it for five hundred more. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, very nice vehicle. I'm very happy. Yes, it's uh, XJ eight six. It's an S type. The green. We just—it's mm-hmm. uh, a green one. We just want <laughs> you to be very careful driving those because the police have a tendency to uh, t- uh, pull them over. Pat, this is not a joke. Yeah. I drove it for the—I fr- mean, I drove it home Saturday. Uh-huh. Then I—I I had to go do the title transfer and stuff uh-huh. this morning. I cannot. It's you can tell the difference uh-huh. the way that people either drive around you or the way that you're viewed in a vehicle like that. Yes, yes, and the cops. Uh, oh yeah, the cops do. They don't want you. You know, if it says 60, don't go over 63, man. No. Do I know the employee who sold it to you? Yes. yes you do. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Joe, yeah. for a million dollars, it was uh, <laughs> Sue. Uh, you know, uh, Patrick and what the fellas. What do you fellas... got the button on for there on your jacket? What is that? Oh, this was from um, this was from uh, last Friday. Mm-hmm. It's cold in here, so I always keep this at work. Uh, when we celebrated the 242nd birthday of... United States Marine Corps. Thank you. I have become fascinated with Roger Goodell's new contract request. Yes. He wants $50 million a year. Well, 49 and a half. 49 that's, and a half. That's damn close. I mean, he, what, what he, that's kind of like when they put the price tag at yeah. nine ninety five in the grocery store. <laughs> right, they right. don't want to charge you 10 bucks, no. right? He wants the use of a private jet for life. For life. Requested life. lifetime health insurance for his family. Now, I, I'd give a guy health lifetime health insurance. The private jet, you know, if you've made forty, let's say you get five more years at forty nine five. You buy your own. Yeah, you can, or you can at least hey. get in one of those clubs with yeah. five, four Tell other my fellas. Kids, coach builds character. Yes, coach builds character. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, I don't, you know, Jerry Jones has been made to look like the bad guy in this, but I agree with him. This is ridiculous. He's been making, by the way, Joe, uh, yeah, but with bonuses, he's been making 50 million for years. Okay. Why is he embattled with Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, Jones. who has threatened to sue the NFL if negotiations (laughs) regarding Goodell's contract extension are finalized without approval from all team yeah. owner. Well, mostly he's upset that they gave his guy Ezekiel Elliott a six-game suspension. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he also says, how come we're paying this guy this much money? 
the money's rolling in, and Goodell really has had nothing to do with the money rolling in. Uh, an, un- uh, an unnamed NFL owner told ESPN that there are several owners in the league who don't make $40 million a year. The owner added, the number for Roger just seems too much. It's offensive. It's unseemly. Especially to the unseemly. public who has to build the ballpark. Well, it's unseemly. I don't know. It's a little bit unseemly. To those of us, I would think, to us citizens of Minnesota who are watching our corporations raise over $50 million to host the Super Bowl in order to give Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell free sweets Mm -hmm. and free everything. I think that's unseemly that we have to. I do, too. You know. $50 $50 million from the local corporations. You think we got some charities in town that could use that a little more than the National Football League? Huh? Yes, Plus I do. Plus 10,000 volunteers, right, Reavers? As you pointed oh, yeah. out on Twitter, uh, why do we need unpaid volunteers with as much money as this league makes? Rogers should pay them himself. Well, here's the other thing I read. It's entirely, there's a possibility of this scenario that using league's bylaws, Goodell gets rid of Jones. That you, you Jones can be found to be unfit for ownership uh-huh. well, and drummed they, out of the league. They yeah. tried that with Al, though, too, didn't they? Yeah, that didn't they fly. Did, they did go to court. But but the uh, apparently Arthur Blank, the Atlanta guy, he's the guy who needed a new stadium 20 years after right. he got the other one, or 15. But Arthur told him to cease and desist with his uh, suing threat, with his threats to sue, because mm-hmm. uh, he's on the competition committee. But okay. do they not know how bad that looks to pay a commissioner $49 million? Although Bud was making huge dollars at the end in baseball, too. But here, puzzle me this. what, what Why in the hell is it worth that much? Don't know. I, that I... I does, does, no he personally, does he personally go out and become responsible for the lucrative television contracts? Well, he's he's got to be I a suppose part of he it. walks into the room and yeah. says this and that. But uh, I think it to demand that much <clears throat> takes a lot of guts. Okay, the other thing he's I, a pompous ass. There's no doubt about it. Jerry's crazy, but Goodell, and you know, part of his problem is he's henpecked too. Mm-hmm. And I'm an eyewitness to count to him and Mrs. Goodell getting into the limo on Monday morning at the uh, Super Bowl in Phoenix and her chewing his ass out. Right. <laughs> let me let something. me let me let me ask you this. Okay, <clears throat> it sounds like if Jerry Jones wants contract approval only by virtue of of touching base with all NFL owners. Well, he wants is, them is, all to approve. Yeah. Okay, is it currently a committee? I think it's currently six, uh, three, six, six people. Yeah. Yeah. But they have to take it. They have to get three quarters, yeah. or yeah. I think they have to get three quarters. But three Ziggy and the boys have already signed off on it. It's just Jerry and uh, probably uh, Robert Kraft, because of the Brady mess, he's probably against him. But I think they should all be against him for making 49.5. But by the way, whoever says that there's an owner not making 40 million, maybe he's not giving himself 40 million, but there's not a team in the league that's not making a hundred million dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, so. and it just looks bad too when you've got when you're in the middle or I guess just in the wake of 
all of the litigation involving former players who are walking around, you know, half brain dead too. I just think it looks so bad on all parts by by by, by these demands of his new contract. I think it's laughable. Yeah. I don't disagree. Another owner told ESPN that Roger is defiant and they don't believe he'll take a pay cut or resign as commissioner of the NFL. Well, well, he he will take a pay cut if he wants to stay on as commissioner and they come to their senses. Yes. And he's going to walk away from thirty million. And his contract's up. They could replace him in five minutes. And you know who would be his replacement in all likelihood? I don't know. Todd Lewicki. Really. He's now the number two man at the NFL. He's probably rooting for the cold. Go away, the man Roger. Who Go came, away, Roger. The man who came up with the state of hockey, mm-hmm. followed by the state of football out in Washington, D.C. He stole. He's not above stealing an idea, uh, Todd Lewicki, but he's the number two guy at the NFL office now. He'd probably take less than 49. He might take 35, you know. This is something reasonable. Like this is right. That's a, he's, we got him at a bargain. Mm-hmm. We got him at a bargain. Well, well, there's no player in the league making more than 22 or 3. Yeah. You know? I think it's Stafford. Stafford's the highest. And it's, yeah, less than 25. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But do they really think their long term financial outlook is that healthy? Well, yeah. They got, they still have contract, TV contracts. Did you see the, John's uh, making a did little you see ripple. the stadium? Did you see Soldier Field yesterday? A lot of empty seats. Maybe not half full. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow! Well, for that game, people are getting smart. You see the field. You see the stadium for Nebraska on Saturday morning. They announced thirty-nine. That means about twenty-nine. They already pad it by twenty-five percent. Upstairs was you could have shot a well, machine. Why? Why are people not going to go? I don't know. Games? So don't wait, know. one more. Uh, one more win, and uh, we're rowing the boat to a bowl game? Well, we're probably going to one anyway because they're going to need some five and seven teams, and we've we've got the good <laughs> academics. We went to, you know, a bowl game, what, three years ago? When Quick lane five bowl. And seven. Quick lane Two lane bowl. Here, yeah. Beach, Beach Central Michigan, I'm still. That's woo. right. I still get goose dump bumps as, a, <laughs> as damn near an alumnus if I'd only spent two more years there. <laughs> I know some people personally who boycotted the NFL this weekend just because it was Veterans Day weekend and they're oh. Of the BS. Well, we only had three kneel downs all week, so that's it, huh? Yeah. We what team got. were they on? Uh, two from San Francisco and uh, one from somewhere else. So the Vikings were uh, they stood? We haven't on. We haven't had anybody not stand. We're we're in it together. There was a uh, I forget what high school it was or what grade their high school. It was a school where they had their Veterans Day celebration, and there was a group of young African American students. That did not stand. It wasn't the national anthem, but they wanted to uh, protest. And mm-hmm. I felt like saying, "Kids, do you realize how many African Americans were were war heroes and did so much for this country that they would be turning over in their graves with you guys protesting?" Say just a moment, please. I found what I was looking for. All right, this is. From Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports. Okay. A league source with knowledge of the situation tells Pro Football Talk that multiple owners already have been discussing the possibility, which flows from Article 8 of the NFL's Constitution and Bylaws, specifically Section 8.13, authorizes the commissioner to determine that an owner 
has been or is guilty of conduct detrimental to the welfare of the league or professional football. If the commissioner believes the available sanction, a $500,000 fine, is not adequate or sufficient, the commissioner may refer the issue to the NFL's executive committee, which has the power to compel cancellation or forfeiture of the franchise in the league of any number club of any member club involved or implicated with a directive to sell the team. It's obviously an extreme outcome, and it surely would trigger years of litigation, but the possibility has emerged primarily because Jones has opted to take family business outside the family. As the source explained it, the primary affront comes from the belief among owners that Jones instigated Papa John's CEO John Schnatter to disgrace the NFL, blaming league leadership for ratings declines and in turn a reduction in Papa John's revenues. It is It's unknown whether the NFL or any of its owners has warned Jones of a potential attack on his ownership of the Cowboys, and at this point it's unlikely that any such effort will be made. However, the topic has emerged among owners due directly to Jones' recent threats of litigation and related efforts to disrupt the business of the league. So basically, if Jones ultimately doesn't oust Goodell, Jones may need to worry about Goodell ousting Jones. Uh, But they're saying that they don't have any evidence that Jones got the Papa John guy. They just they believe that they said, yeah, or they yeah. they don't uh, they believe that he got the Papa John guy to come out and say that the reason, the reason that well, but I think the Papa John said the reason was the protests. Mm-hmm. And Jones, of course, after Trump, about a week or ten days after Trump, the the first thing he did the week after Trump was he and the players all. Took a knee and then stood up for the anthem, right, Ravers? They they linked hands. Yeah, it was a And then Sunday the next week after Trump came out, and I think he was trying to develop this strategy of poor leadership by the league, then that's when he came out about a week after Trump saying, we got to, we can't, anyone who doesn't stand for the anthem on our team will get, uh, won't play. So. Well, it's fun to watch these uh, Oh, it is fun rich to watch people destroy rich, each other. These rich old white guys try to kill each other. Yeah. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I hate the NFL and everything it stands for. But yeah. hey, welcome to the Super Bowl, and we'll have another Super Bowl story coming up. That's next. the spirit yeah. of it. That's yeah. the spirit. Right. We'll have another. You know, you know, they, they, you know what the uh, the NFL and the Super Bowl host committee got together and they said, "Who's the guy? Who's our number one supporter in the Twin Cities to do fifty-two Super Bowl stories?" Yes, and they said it has to be that fat guy at uh, fifteen hundred ESPN. So, who will Here paint I such a beautiful, eloquent picture yes, yes, of is. Super Bowl's mm-hmm. past? Did you see the photos of the of the ten thousand uh, volunteers wearing their new coats and? Oh no! I jumping didn't. up and down. I didn't. We were over at the X, right? I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're very excited. You know, if you're a volunteer, you're a. Oh wait, that's right. I'm I'm in I'm in bed with the Super Bowl committee. Excuse me. If you're a so volunteer, you're, you're a you're charitable, a good helper, charitable yeah, civic steward. Mm-hmm. Nice new jacket. Yep. Mm-hmm. You yeah. get a nice jacket. You get a parka. And guess what? You're not going to be watching the Super Bowl. You're no, you're gonna not be, allowed to. Watch you're going to be 50 miles away someplace in a parking lot, helping people push out of the blizzard. <laughs> Twenty-five inches. You're gonna be in Wadena. February two. Twenty-five inches. The heavy stuff. The the heavy this stuff. Is, yeah, right. The, the twenty. That you know what you want. You want the stuff with a lot of water content. Yeah. And then we get the traditional post-blizzard <laughs> twenty-eight below, howling wind. Don't you Just, think that sounds good? 
well, like a skating rink. Well, you can you can you can say that you're you're being mischievous, but, but it could happen. It, not only could it happen, but it would be fitting if you want a Super Bowl in Minnesota. Let's have Minnesota. Well, the title yeah, right. is Bold North. Yeah, let's be bold. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Kenny, what do you think? I uh, I accidentally saw a couple plays of that Vikings game yesterday. Why are you guys bitching about this current quarterback? I'm not. Yeah, I don't get I'm it. Not. I don't either. He was amazing. Case. I'm yes, not. Case was great. He threw Casey Case. We what threw two picks, but big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I saw him throw some amazing passes, and whoever this cracker is, number nineteen. Well, Adam Thielen. Oh, that that dude can catch anything. Detroit well, legs. He's the pride Detroit of Mankato State. State. Are you kidding me? No. State, he's one of ours. Yeah. yeah, he's up there. Did you see that catch in the end zone? Yeah. My God, he's, uh, he's, he's amazing. He's he's, uh, he's the definition, Kenny, of a walk on. He was he got a tryout with the team a couple of years trade ago. Trade by the Maverick. Trade so, by the Maverick. Uh, my accidental viewing of the uh, few quarters yesterday led me to believe oh, this team's going to be in the Super Bowl in its hometown. That could happen, Kenny. And, uh, you know, the one thing is that Thielen was around a couple of years ago when that weak-armed Bridgewater was playing quarterback, oh, the guy God. throwing those floaters, and they couldn't get the ball to him. But, you know, it's unfortunate that Teddy got hurt. But yesterday was a game they never win if Teddy's playing quarterback. That was a Case Keenum victory. I just kept yelling at the TV, throw it to the white guy, the cracker, throw it to the cracker. That's, that's right. He's so good, I would violate my general manager tenant of never having a white receiver. I'd, uh, you know, If I was a general manager, I would never have a white receiver. But in this case, I'd make an exception. Well, why is there have... any talk at all of replacing Keenum? Yeah, why? Because why would you the, bring in Bridgewater now? I don't get it either, but it's because the fan base is in love with Teddy. Well, no, and, the coach is in love with him. And, and the, the coach, coach today basically said, you know, he, he talked more about the interceptions than he did the... Uh, I do the, have one complaint about yesterday's game. The leapfrog celebration in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Too forced? Uh, I'm glad I wasn't armed because I'd be TV shopping today. Yeah. Yeah. That was disturbing. It is. That it's, was, uh, we're, we're just disgusting. so cute. We it's, were just trying to That was be not cute. cute. That was uh, the dumbassery at its finest. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Say, we'll be back. Work? We'll be back shortly. But no. I thought Jason Zucker scored all six goals in three straight victories. I forgot that they lost the middle game. Uh-huh. So here's John Height in the newsroom. No, I thought <laughs> they'd won two in a row. They won. What uh, they but, They've won two in a row. They won two in a row. They lost they, the first Toronto quarter. Toronto beat them 42. Hey, 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 whatever. Who's my new mayor? Mel Carter. No. Mel Carter. Oh, Jacob no. Fry? Jacob, Jacob Fry. Fry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Is he a commie? Yeah. No, not by their standards. <laughs> by their standards, he's William Buckley. He's not the carpetbagger, is he? Is he I the think he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, from he's been New here 10 years. That's yeah. okay. 10 years. He's been That's here, okay. So. All right. He doesn't like fireworks at 1 a.m. after the All-Star game. We know that. He was very upset about Ooh. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just say it's not going to be an improvement for you. Okay. Oh, it'll yeah. be an improvement. It'll be an improvement. Less bike lanes? Yeah, less uh, less bike lanes. I've yet to consider- see a bike on Pelham Boulevard, yeah. and oh, the whole nice. street's been rerouted but the, for bikes. Your, your yeah. trouble, Kenny, it's is terrible. your trouble is that the mayor... Has uh, very uh, little power over there. He can be out voted by the city council at any time, and you got quite the city council now, Kenny. Yeah, it's well. a le- it's the left of me by about five miles. <laughs> <laughs>
Here's John Height. Thanks, Joe. Partly cloudy, 46 degrees. Miguel Sano had surgery today to help his recovery from that stress reaction in his left shin. The operation on the Twins' third baseman was in New York at the hospital for special surgery. A rod was inserted to help strengthen Sano's lower left leg recovery time six to eight weeks. When the surgery was scheduled two weeks ago, the Twins anticipated he would take part in spring training and be ready for the season. You know what this story is lacking and will probably continue to because of privacy matters? Hmm. What is the definition of rod? Is it a nice little thin piece of metal or are we putting in a peg leg? What are we doing here? I get, we got to know what the rod is. <laughs> I got to think it's a small rod. Well, yeah. then we should uh, I mean, then we shouldn't call it a rod. We should say a small piece of metal. Yeah. <laughs> The Turkey Committee is uh, observing this and is somewhat disappointed, actually, that I we ended a, up having to have surgery. I have a rod in my wrist. Mm-hmm. Do you? Yeah, a bunch is, of screws, too. Okay. All right. I'm not taking the bait. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm going to let that one fly. I have the x-rays to prove it. <laughs> All right. Timberwolves in action tonight. They're on the road to play Utah. That's why they call you lefty now. <laughs> and go for basketball team yeah. back at it tonight. They're on the road at, at Providence. Providence. Bad news, Marvin Barnes and Ernie DiGregorio's alma mater. <laughs> hey, were you up in Collegeville over the weekend? Yes, I was. How sir. was the crowd there? Uh not five thousand, maybe. You know, mm. they said five thousand. It was it wasn't too bad. You see where St. Thomas squeaked by St. Olaf. <laughs> by yeah. St. Olaf ninety seven oh. Uh and I, I'm sure that uh <laughs> I'm sure that Coach Caruso was being very kind to the Oles since his Former offensive coordinator is the coach. I know they some. They now draw Eureka College yes, from Illinois. Eureka is not as good as St. Olaf. <laughs> I, I think you're pronouncing it wrong. I think it's Eureka! Eureka! Eureka. You got the, the exclamation point. <laughs> they won the UMAC, which is the school that St. Scholastic is, the conference St. Scholastic is in, which got nudged 98 0 by the Johnnies early this oh, year. Oh, man. They got a D3. Uh, imbalance problem. How long uh, is the MIAC going to put up with this? I don't think they are. I think there's a good chance you might have Carlton and Hamlin eventually say, you know, we're going to put all, all all our resources into schools in which we sports in which we can compete, and then the fellows will, and maybe St. Olaf, and then the fellows will have a six-team conference, and then they're going to have issues. Yeah, we were talking about it off the air here. If you were a St. Oli student. And you already probably maybe didn't really like the St. Thomas students. How bad do you hate them now after a 97-zip drubbing? I think Glenn only went for two, three times. Oh, that's <laughs> nice of him. He got to practice at two points. Well, Matthew Jr. has some friends on the St. Thomas team that don't really see a lot of uh, playtime. But there were pictures all over the internet of each one of them scoring a touchdown, and they were well, so they were very one happy. Of the, one of the problems, one of the problems is they can only travel sixty. So when you're at home and you're beating somebody a hundred, you you have a better chance to get fifth stringers oh, okay. in. Yep. So you put was, that water boy in. Hey kids, suit yeah. up. Yeah, so <laughs> guys like me got. To I was get just gonna say, Kenny, it was rookie got in. <laughs> Do they have the option of shortening that game? Uh, you can go to running time. And yeah, that's, that's what Glenn said. He uh, volunteered that, and they didn't want to do that. That's, that's what they should have done. Mm-hmm. Parents of alumni or alumni in the stands, come, come on, on down. down. Yeah, <laughs> Saint Scholastica, Saint Scholastica was offered the same option and declined. Mm-hmm. 
But is that at, at some point though? It's not uh, your pride can't take over to you're down that bad to say stop the clock. Brad Lane it. told me this: six man football in Texas. They play six man instead of nine man. Their okay. little schools, fifty points. It's over. Walk hmm. off. It's hmm. over. Huh. That's what huh. they should do. Oh, you think one of the St. Thomas players would just score him a, a, a touchdown for the other run team? Run a sure. marshal on him? Just, <laughs> right. just turn around and run it in for him. There you go, fellas. Start going the other way and tell yell at his teammates, catch me if you can, and then take off. News notes from today. Former University of Minnesota and Park of Cottage Grove basketball star Sam Jacobson and his wife Tracy pleaded guilty to residential mortgage fraud today in Dakota County Court. They'll be scheduled Jan- uh, sentence, excuse me, January 29th. Uh, Jacobson, who helped lead the Gophers to a now vacated berth in the Final Four as a junior in 1997, was accused of convincing his lender, J.P. Morgan Chase, to approve a short sale of his Apple Valley home to his then-girlfriend and now-wife Tracy in 2011 because of financial struggles. The sale for uh, $361,892 contained an arm's-length transaction in which both Jacobson and his wife stipulated the transaction has been negotiated by unrelated parties. However, the criminal complaint alleges Tracy Jacobson told authorities on paper Sam moved out, but in reality, he didn't. Jacobson had informed Chase that uh, his fiance wanted to lower the offer on the home. If Sam Jacobson could stay there, uh, you can't uh, sell a house in that fashion, according to J.P. Morgan. I'm complicated. I'm confused. I'm confused. Yeah, it's it's yeah, a short uh, sale to somebody you know, basically. Okay, which is not allowed because no, it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's illegal. huh? Mm-hmm. What? Kenny does it all the time. Okay. <laughs> Short sales are awesome. What are you talking about? Yeah, but uh, let's go back to the six man thing. So six man on, on <laughs> no, Texas. no. Think about this. Six in man on, on an offensive side. So what do you have left? Three and three. You got, you got oh, three two and guards three. in the center. Oh, not you got four two guards in the center, but everybody's eligible. Oh. But the ball has to be, according to Brad, the ball has to be mo- touched by another a second player before you can throw a pass. Oh, and just yeah. like Alexandria Center, they always have to have a cigarette in their mouth. Just <laughs> like you I didn't play for the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are eleven man, and they're yeah. quite competitive. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not ripping them; I'm ripping you. <laughs> and we're on in Alexandria, so you go ahead and rip the I'm Cardinals. Not them. That's all Chris the Reavers that live in Alexandria. Ripping Alexandria. Cardinals yeah. lost to Brainerd in the uh, sectional final. They did. Yeah. How about the Maple Grove game on Thursday night? Pat, you were gone on Friday, but I, we talked I about know. it. It was unbelievable. Three touchdowns and what was it? Last Fifty-nine seconds. Fifty-nine seconds. <laughs> yep. Two onside kicks recovered, and you got to know that on that last onside kick, they were holding and cheating and grabbing and throwing guys out of the way, and you got a bunch of high school officiating dorks who wouldn't call anything. Uh, I kind of feel sorry for St. Michael Alberville. I think there was cheating involved without having been there. But. Without, without any knowledge. Or well, no, uh, no the, the Twin Cities, the, Saint, the Minneapolis Star Tribune gamer said they were the, – Players were being thrown about to, to, thrown in, about. in an attempt to get to the ball. Yeah, Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker signed a bill setting up an open season on groundhogs. The governor signed the measure Saturday. The bill removes groundhogs from the state's protected species list. Yeah, calls them, on calls on the DNR there to establish year-round hunting and trapping season with no bag limits. Uh, supporters the same as a woodchuck. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah the most and, peaceful uh, animal in the world. Yeah, but they rig. They get in your buildings and wreck yeah, everything. That's yeah. the reason, actually, Kenny. Uh, they're undermining building foundations, destroying gardens, and uh, sidewalks and roads also being destroyed. Uh, woodchucks, 
or Whistle Pigs. I've never heard Whistle never Pigs. Never heard Whistle Pigs. What a great band name. Oh, yes. my God. That's awesome. That's pretty good. <laughs> yes. And women are less... Okay, li- let's go back to those poor things. So behind that peaceful countenance... Yeah, there's, evil lurks. There's, 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 evil uh, lurks. They're up to no good. Not huh? only they're peaceful, Patrick, but they're really, really stupid. One time, uh, there, was, <laughs> there was one about 30, 40 yards away, and I've got nine shots in my twenty two revolver, and I think I was up to number seven... <laughs> before you finally before, got him? Before I got him, and he didn't move at all. He just <laughs> sat there looking there? at me. Well, are you shooting at me, dummy? <laughs> Eating that grass, man. They, all they do is they eat grass. Now they'll yeah. eat your house, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they should be protected. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're cute. Uh-huh. All right, Johnny, you better hold your thoughts. <laughs> okay. Say it like you mean it. Say it like you do. Authorities say a man who was in a Colorado court for violating his bond on a drug charge is in more trouble now after a wad of cocaine fell out of his hat while he was in front of the judge. Whoops. The Vail County reported that 43-year-old Juan Jose Vidrio Bibriesca was standing next to two other defendants at an Eagle County District Irish Court podium <laughs> when he took his hat off and a square of folded paper fell out. <laughs> a police officer watched the paper filled with cocaine fall to the floor, and after reviewing surveillance footage, authorities determined it did fall from his hat. Bibriesca was then walked to the county jail charged with narcotics possession and another bond violation He'll appear in court later this month. I'm being emailed that the Tommies went for a two-point conversion five times. Five times. Five times. All right. Hey, uh, Johnny. Yeah. Did you ever hear of Blaze Foley? Blaze Foley, sure. Yeah. Uh, The uh, last of this year's Mike Judge's Tales from the Tour Bus is about Blaze Foley. Really? He had some uh, issues with the chemicals. He had a lot of issues. uh, He was one of the Texas guys. What channel is that? What what was the guy's name? Oh, Cinemax has this series. It's Mike Judge did it. Uh, it's eight parts. And the Beavis and Butthead guy? Yeah. yeah. And it's partly animated, mostly interviews. The first, uh, they got Billy Joe Shavers, the greatest one in there. <laughs> Most of them are old redneck uh, uh, cowboy singers, but uh, this Blaze Foley was the most anonymous one of the guys mm-hmm. that they had. They had a two-parter on Waylon, and uh, and uh, it's, it's pretty damn good. These stories on Blaze. Blaze was sleeping under a pool table one night. <laughs> That's okay? a safe spot. And every and they were playing pool above them. <laughs> and every time somebody'd make a shot, the ball would go rattling down there, and Blaze would pop up, and... pop up, and hit his head, <laughs> and then lay down and go to sleep again. <laughs> Uh, Blaze had some issues. You wouldn't Blaze believe like the nightmares six, six. I had last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Blaze was six six or something like that. And he he had was some issues. He was taller than his uh, uh, cousin Axel. <laughs> Axel Foley. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, that's, no. Forbidden. That's, that's, uh, that is forbidden, isn't no, it? They, yeah. maybe no, that's they Beverly Hills Maybe Cop. they weren't related. Yes. Maybe not trading was, places. Couldn't have been it. Same movie. Same Part thing. of the Dearborn, Michigan crime That spree. was a Dearborn hijacking when they stole all those cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> they were everywhere. You think you're so smart, don't you? I just, I you don't. that just... smug look on your face. I'm so clever. Sometimes people get it. Sometimes they don't. See? Yeah. I think I we got it. I know. We get it. We're just not impressed. I got it. I got he, uh, he met a uh, young Jewish gal from uh, New York in uh, 
Blazer actually. Blaze. Blaze. <laughs> and took her home to meet mom and dad. And mom went in her bedroom and started weeping. <laughs> <laughs> Women are less kind like, like my mother in law. <laughs> Women are less likely than men to get CPR from a bystander and more likely to die. Yeah, I'm not going near that one. Well, well you're, you're exactly correct, Kenny. The new study suggests. It's a reluctance to touch a woman's chest to be the main reason. Only oh. no, I thought it was no. the tongue kissing. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think you're no, supposed to do that. What are people afraid of? It's just for sued? the it's just for the the chest compressions. This is how we do CPR in my world. <laughs> Only thirty nine percent of women suffering cardiac arrest in a public place were given CPR versus forty five percent of men. Rook, they call that the David Copperfield. Oh, the David Copperfield <laughs> method. And men were twenty three percent more likely to survive, according to this study. The study involved nearly twenty thousand cases around the country. The first to examine and gender differences in receiving heart help from the public versus professional responders. Rescuers also may worry about moving a woman's clothing to get better access or touching breasts to do CPR, but doing it properly shouldn't entail that, said study leader Dr. Benjamin Abella. He said you put your hands on the sternum, which is in the middle of the chest. In theory, you're touching in between the breasts. Oh, Either matter. way, my response is going to be the same. Get on there and help her! Help him! Help him! Her! Whatever! You! Get down there! You're not certified. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes down to how bodacious she is, oh, right, John? Well, I, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. huh? the study well, Kenny would walk by, no, she's only an A cup, I'm not doing any CPR. Yeah, not that. <laughs> study was discussed at an American Heart Association conference in Anaheim You knew yesterday. bringing up that story was not going to be, well, lead to taste. He probably hung on to it all last week, I, knowing no, Kenny would no, be back today. An important story, Jeff. Yeah. I actually had the story for my normal news, but if you notice the first segment here, we did about two news stories, yes, so I thought right. I'd bring it over. I, uh, so, uh, I'm on the list here at uh, HBI for people that know CPR and can uh -huh. save a life, and uh, when I got on this list a couple years ago for the first eight <laughs> months, people would walk by my desk and say, if I'm dying, let me go. <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't want my help. I, I have a DNR. If you're the only one in the room, I've got a DNR. Uh, oh, wow. Kenny, did you get a deer? Yeah, everything's fine. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's so nice. Uh, nice that's, a, that's, that, that, that's enough. Nice Pat. fellow that's, with antlers. Pat, that's enough. No, it was a nice No, photo. we don't want to talk about it because the locals already know everything that goes on uh, up at Jackass Ranch. Uh -huh. You were we're gone long enough. You should have gone. Yeah. We're not going to talk about what happens in the woods. You were off about a lunch, lunch, right? Weren't you? Uh -huh. Did you go on vacation with it or what? <laughs> Next story, John. <laughs> I didn't say anything, oh. Kenny. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't want to accuse John of not keeping us properly updated but on the traffic, but I think he was giving us the same report for four days. When no, I, was I wasn't. <laughs> the only thing that matters to me... It's kind of tangled down there at 35W. That, none of that matters. What matters is the sponsors. That's, that's right. right. Did you get the sponsors that's, in? And that's what the bosses tell me. Make sure you get the sponsors. He didn't even care when I did it, and I said, oh, there's a lot of red on 94. Looks like there's green on 494. Get that sponsor in. The boss yeah. says get the read correct. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. So. An internal investigation has been launched at the Detroit Police Department after two different precincts got into a turf war as they converged on an east side neighborhood. Neighbors who live on Andover on Detroit's east side will be the first to tell you the area is known for constant drug activity. Well, last Thursday, police tried to do something about it, but 
It didn't work out. Sources say it started when two special ops officers from the 12th Precinct were operating a push-off near Seven Mile. What's that mean, John? That's when two undercover officers pretend to be dope dealers, waiting for customers to approach and then arrest potential buyers and seize their vehicles. But this time, instead of customers, special ops officers from the 11th Precinct showed up. Not realizing they were fellow officers, they ordered the other undercover officers to the ground. (laughs) Fox 2 in Detroit has told the rest of the special ops team from the 12th Precinct showed up. Officers began raiding a house. But instead of fighting crime, officers from both precincts began fighting with each other. (laughs) We gotta get ours. (laughs) This is like super troopers. This is awesome. Sources say guns were drawn, punches were thrown between the two sets of cops, while the homeowner stood and what? <laughs> and he wasn't a drug guy. There's got to be video of this. Mm-hmm. The department's top cops were notified along with internal affairs. Each officer involved is now under investigation as the department tries to figure out what went wrong. Uh, there apparently were some body camera videos that they are looking at. It's now part of the internal investigation. Police say they're trying to figure out what went wrong. Rook, isn't that where Alex Foley originally came from, Detroit? Uh, before oh, Alex is the cousin that was shunned. Axel, though, was <laughs> it, right Axel, after Alex. the Dearborn hijacking. He took that okay. right down there. Yeah, Those okay. guys were all... <laughs> all right. Okay. I, I didn't memorize the movie. That's okay. Me. No, it's yeah. good. But, How uh, many times have you seen it? <sighs> you don't want to know. I don't want to depress <laughs> you. You hit the button. I don't want to depress you. <laughs> Why don't you go to Wyoming? What do you call Wyomania. it? Why don't you go in September when it's nice? Well, because they're all baseball writers, basically, oh. and they uh, they all wait till after the general media managers' meetings in Orlando. So it's got to be one of the last two home games, generally speaking. This is a good one, Fresno State, and it's going to be forty some degrees. So That's not uh, bad. And it's a two o'clock kickoff. Last time I was out there, it was an eight thirty p.m. kickoff, oh. and it was about ten degrees, right. and it was snowing. What's coming up? And they got beat 80, uh, 63 to 14. But uh, what's coming up? Chip Scoggins on the Gophers, Ben Gessling on the Vikings, and the Manny Hills, four deep thoughts from an NFL Sunday to kick off at 4 o'clock. He does tend to have very deep thoughts, doesn't he? He does, and he knows his. He watches it. You know, I, I wanted a guy who actually watched. He got they, four screens going? He's the bad. Well, he's probably got red zone, man. If you got red zone, you got it all. Uh, that's true. Okay. 1,500. He doesn't know what red zone is. No. ESPN <laughs> is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 45 degrees to ride with Royce. He's up next.